No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick, the quick with me as always. What's going on, baby? What's the business? Nothing, man. You already know. Back on the early morning grind. You know, we're going to try to get y'all these episodes earlier on Tuesday, so you're not, you know what I'm saying, we're not running into NBA <coughs> at night. You can see it in my face. Boy's a little sleepy, but we up and at them. Coffee's brewing. Big Nick is already sipping. Always. First Take Tuesday, we got a couple things we want to talk about. Salute to Carl Nassip. We're coming out. Um, we're going to touch on that. I got something I want to say on that. Uh, congratulations to him. And uh, looking forward to seeing, you know, how the rest of that plays out. Obviously, NBA playoffs. What in the world does Philly do with Ben Simmons? What's the best option? Where can they send him? What's wrong with him? We got some takes on what even happened why he's playing like that, why he's scared, because that's really what it comes down to. He's scared. So we're going to talk about that. D-Book is going ballistic in Phoenix. I mean, this dude, I tweeted out, if he's on balance, it's a basket. It, it, he's now, he's now, he had a triple-double. Come on, dog. D-Book doesn't have triple-doubles. Chris Paul's out. D-Book shows up with triple-doubles. We're going to talk about that. We got to touch on the Hawks. We got to touch on the Nets. A lot of NBA playoffs. But until then, Big Nick the Quick, what's happening? It's the business, man. It was crazy. Not, I think last night was the first day there wasn't a playoff game since the playoffs had started. And, it, and there was no White Sox game for me either. So I was just kind of like, man, I don't, I don't really know what to do. Got to spend some time with the family, which was always great. But it was just weird not having anything on. I don't know if there was a Cubs game or not. I don't watch them boys. But yeah, um, yeah. There, there was a Cubs game. I was actually sweating. Uh... <clears throat> I got some. I'll tell you about the intel in a sec. But yeah, I watched the Cubs game. Yeah, even my girl noticed. She's like, "You know, basketball on today," and I'm like, "Nah, actually." And you might get a couple more days off as this shit starts to wind down. But yeah, no, nah, no hoops tonight. Wait, don't you owe us a story from about two weeks ago? Was it a Cardinals oh, fan? No, uh, yeah, I do. yeah. You owe, you owe the story. Let's get. Let's I get do it. owe you a story. I completely forgot that. about that. Let me give. You, let me give, let me give you the the real quick version. Shout out to Mia for the for the coffee mug, by the way. Yeah, art, artwork, artwork by, by Mia. By Mia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to move it too fast, but there <laughs> we go. Shout out the coffee mug. Yeah, man. hell yeah. Salute, yeah. The, salute the custom. Yeah, yes, let sir. me give you – that'll be my first take Tuesday. Let me give you a little story on uh, me at the Cubs game. I go to Wrigley, first day of full capacity, and it's Cubs Cardinals. So it's already rocking off top. Beers are flowing. I'm happy to be there. Oh, and by the way, I've been sipping Bud Heavy at the games now. Oof. Never going back to Bud Light, G. Really? Yes. Dog, can't it was, do it. It was going down so smooth and so much volume and so much flavor is great. The light but, is like water. Dog, this is what I, that's, yeah. I, 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 I took a sip of this Budweiser. I'm like, this might be the best beer I had in it. Five years. <laughs> oh my god! They need to get more. They need to get Modelo at the park, like ASAP. That's that's what that's what yeah. everywhere needs. I feel that. I can't. I can't argue with Modelo. But anyway, yeah. long story short, bro, the Cubs go down early, five one, and the two like so. I'm sitting right on the aisle, right on the other side of the stairs, 
are these Cardinals fans. They talking big shit. Like, standing up, you know, clapping real loud. Woo, woo, woo. Cardinals this, Cardinals that. They're screaming at, uh, they're screaming at people at bat. Whatever. They only got one team left, man. Oh, I guess they have two, but yeah. Well, listen, bro. It's 5-1. I don't give a fuck. That's cool. Yeah. Do your thing. Y'all are, y'all are busting ass. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. You bust heads, you can talk shit. It's 5-1. So... We start battling back. We end up taking the lead. So I walk over across the stairs. And I, I give him like the, the Hulk Hogan. Like I don't hear y'all talking no more. Like y'all were talking super crazy. So then he doesn't say anything. Like he's he, he he's the front runner where, where the banter is only a one-way street. You know what I'm saying? We end up going up like 7-5 or 8-5. The game is over. I go back over. I'm like, yo, y'all were talking so much. Ha-ha. And I'm like giving people high fives, Cubs fans next to him. And he's like, he goes completely to the off the rocker, super old man white shit. And he goes, you're harassing me, sir. And he stands up and starts screaming for security. It's like, this man is harassing me. So now how old were these how old were these guys? These dudes are like dog in their 30s. Oh, young guys. Like some soft ass shit. So then yeah. I'm like, yo, they're not gonna kick me out. This is my stadium. I'm a Cubs fan. They're not gonna do shit. You're mm-hmm. soft. You're a bitch. All this other shit. I, I actually didn't call them a bitch because I thought they might have kicked me out. Yeah, I was gonna say if you call them a bitch, yeah. you're probably you're probably yeah, over yeah. it for you. No, but I was <laughs> I was essentially like, yo, you were talking all that. And what point shit. of the game is this? This is the seventh, eighth inning. It's like the eighth inning. All right. And I'm like, you were talking all that killer shit earlier. Now you guys go down. You can't have any banter. You're soft. And at this point, I got all the 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 rest of the Cubs fans in the area are all showing me mad love. But yo, he went to the uh, straight away to the he. This guy's harassing me. Get him out of here. It's like, dog, you are everything that I hate about a Cardinals fan, and I guess a sports fan that acts like that in general. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, man. If you can, hey, so what gonna, happened? Did they did they did they come? Did security have to come security, out? Yellow yeah, yellow so, jackets came out. Well, the, the yeah, the, the ushers and shit came over. They're like, "Do we have a?" You know, they gave me the "Do we have a problem?" I'm like, "Do we have a problem?" Problem. I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? And so we had that whole thing, and then eventually, in like the ninth with two outs, he he stands up and steps over the seat to walk out, and everyone's clapping in the section. We That's were hilarious. yeah, we were on his ass. Um, yeah. But yeah, long story short, if you're at a game and your squad goes up and you're talking shit, hold that same energy when y'all start losing too. Especially if you're on the road, man. You got to expect it if you're on the road. Like, that's soft. Yeah, I wasn't on no aggressive shit. Yeah, that's soft. It was like, yo, let's talk some shit, but he couldn't right. handle it. That's how it is. Doc, I don't know if there's any situation that would ever make me call security. Doc, never in the history like of if, life. If, if I felt that compelled, like you went that far, I mean, we pro- I'd probably just smack the shit out of you just keep it moving like right. there's not there's not too many situations like where i'm texting the security line and being like "Ooh, get me like never i don't know i don't know of the situation yeah nah never there's so, zero chance yeah, yeah. so yeah that's so, soft soft Fuck it. you're gonna show dude. up there in your cardinals gear and you're gonna talk big shit when they're up when they go down like you said keep that same energy man that it's energy, all good man. it's the game nobody's nobody's going personal here I hate yeah, that shit. Yeah, man. And plus, yeah. the first full capacity game. Like, yeah. come on, man. You've been inside shit the corny. house for a year and a half, man. Keep it moving. Kick rocks. Shit, corny. Shit corny. Yeah. Kick rocks. All right. Before we get into uh, 
some hoops. You got a you got a first take. You want to? You Sorry, I just want to. I just want to shout out our, our boy Nick Cannon, man. Um, just, announced, <laughs> yeah, well, just announced what will be his fourth child in less than a year. Uh, seventh child total. Seventh total. Seventh total. He's got four kids with three baby mamas this year. Just had twins. Then a what couple of days, a couple of days ago, <laughs> some chick that he's messing with announced a, another another baby with the Instagram post and the professional photo shoot. Um, man, so seven kids, four women, four this year. He's putting in work. He told y'all he was a gigolo, man. He tried to tell y'all <laughs> years ago what the deal was, and y'all weren't listening to him, man. Yo, so like just. Wild man. Hey, look, man, it's your money, your life. Do what you gotta do. Um, if he can afford it, he can afford it. I don't know. Sounds like a headache. It sounds like a headache. So I I saw a quote from him, and they had asked him about this, and he said, I love children. Everybody knows that. Whether it's having more of my own or adopting, whatever. I love that process. Kids kind of bring out bring that vibrant side out of me. So whenever I can be a part of that process, I'm with it. Dog. When you start describing having children as a process, <laughs> a, pro <laughs> a process you want to be the part of. Yeah. Yeah, dog. You're already you at the point of no return. You good. So yeah, so, shout out, salute Newt Cannon. He he doing his thing. Dog. He he having uh he having the babies and all that. They got, had, they got to each be hitting a, them for for at least five five G's a month. I mean, like dog that, that dog. He was having a kid like six weeks apart. My girl, my girl sent me the article. I was cracking yeah. up. He was like crazy. Hey, yeah, he was having twins and another another baby. <laughs> he, like, he has two sets of twins. <laughs> Yo, shout out the ladies for that too. They yeah, that's embarrassing. But dog, so that, that doesn't matter. Whatever. That prompted me to look up the legend himself and see what his status is at. So yeah. we got a, the undefeated goat. His future has eight kids with eight baby mamas. Yeah, it's headaches. <laughs> what a, what a disaster! Bro. <laughs> it's craziness. I don't get oh it. my god, these guys are wild. I don't get it. Wild. All right, All right let's get into the hoops, and then we'll it. and then we'll close the show with Carl Nassib. Um, salute. All right, let's get into the hoops, though. Yo, conference finals is here. Yep. Four squads left. N none of the teams left have won a championship since 73-74. So we're mm -hmm. gonna get a we're gonna get a, a happy city, a new champion. It's not LeBron, it's not Steph. So uh it should be interesting here coming up. You, I, we're obviously gonna start with Philly, yeah? Yeah. Cause the cause I got some things to say too, just because just cause I had the money on Ben Simmons and the boys, but uh I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you lead with your thoughts on Ben Simmons, the Philadelphia 76ers. Shout out my guy uh, John Gervais, who I do the Bomb podcast with. He's from Philly. He said you can no longer call Doc Rivers Doc. His name is Glenn. Is it back to Glenn? Glenn Rivers. Oh wow. He don't call him Doc. He said that shit is obsolete. It is crazy. Over. He leaves the Clippers in the first year. He's out the Clippers. They go to the conference finals under Ty Lue, and Doc Come tried on. to tell you it'd be the same result, but I guess Come it's on. not. No, man, with Philly and in particular Ben Simmons, look, obviously there's a problem, right? Like I think this problem that's been around for a couple of years, which was Ben Simmons doesn't shoot threes, which is, you know, okay, whatever. Yeah, you either, you either really want him to or you kind of think that's not a big issue, has yeah. transformed itself into Ben Simmons doesn't shoot anything. And, right. uh, I mean, and you're talking about in a seven-game series throughout seven fourth quarters, this dude took three shots total. He had five games in the fourth quarter where he did not attempt any type of shot, not a layup, not a mid-range, not a dunk, not a putback, nothing. And this is a guy who has the ball in his hands the majority of the game. He is their point guard. So um, 
obviously everybody saw the image, the video of him passing up the dunk completely and uh, passing it off to Tybal. Tybal ends up getting fouls, hits one out of two shots. I think then Atlanta comes down, hits a three, and pretty much ball game over from that point, right? Yeah. So obviously that's the image that's going viral, but um, that's really just representative of the whole series, right? Everything that he's kind of done or hasn't done in these fourth quarters or really overall in the games, even outside of that, the fourth quarters, it's four attempts per game. It's five attempts per game. It's passing up shots. It's not even looking to get your shot off when your team absolutely needs it. So, man, I think at this point, and I, I was a big Ben Simmons guy. I still am. Like, I still hold out hope for Ben Simmons. I still think he's a good NBA player, just not in that role. Like, not in that role that you're trying to make him. He's not a number two. Um, and I think at this point, if you're Philly, man, you you, you got to move on. Like, you got to it's not going to be nice for him coming back to Philly for another year. Like obviously mentally there's an issue there and he's just been getting killed and he's going to continue to get killed all summer. And it's going to carry over into next year. And I don't see a situation in which he can kind of bounce back from this in Philadelphia, especially when his teammate, his co-star is not throwing him under the bus, but telling it like it is in that press conference. Right? Like he said, I felt that that was a turning point in the game. We need every bucket we can get. I'm out here playing on a bulky knee and you're turning down dunks. Like that's a turning point in the game. And from there we didn't have it. So I think when that's kind of the perception of you in the locker room and outside the locker room, your coach doesn't even have your back at the end of the press conference. It's all bad. It's all bad for him. Um, And I, I really can't explain. I've never seen anything like it. I think it all. I think the 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 series itself falls on a lot of different people. Doc Doc Rivers included, uh, Ben Simmons included, um, not not Seth Curry, not Joel Embiid, not Joel Embiid, um, but I think it falls on Simmons and Doc and the overall structure of the squad. Um, I don't want to go too, too crazy just because I think it's a very sensitive situation. I think it's a very mental thing for Ben Simmons. Because if you go back, you can look at him shooting jumpers in college at LSU. You mm-hmm. can go back to see him shooting jumpers in the summer league. There, There's footage of Ben Simmons shooting mid-range jump shots that are going in. Sure. And don't look that bad, right? I don't know how many times we have to say this. But the NBA playoffs is a different animal compared to the regular season. It's a different sport. They're playing a different game. It's not the same game. So when you see the mid-range game come in and be super effective, like it has for Devin Booker, guys like C.J. McCollum, even the little baby hook from Giannis down there from, from eight, nine feet away, whatever, right? The thing for me for Ben Simmons is that he's arrogant, he doesn't want to improve his game shooting. There's the, I was reading an article about, you know, even last year or years prior where Philly essentially asked him to work out with a guy in the summer. Ben Simmons and Rich Paul decided they wanted to, they wanted Simmons to work out with his brother, and that's it. Remember Brett Brown was begging him to shoot threes. That just take one, one, one per game is all we're looking for. So – this is the thing. I, I don't know how you can say you're not completely out on Ben Simmons because he's absolutely, at current form, unplayable in the playoffs. <clears throat> he cannot play. And the re- do you want to know why the reason the Sixers won game six in Atlanta? Ben Simmons didn't play as many minutes as he usually does. 
Take him out of the fucking game. You just saw it work the game prior. Why is he in the game? He cannot be in the game. He's a liability at every point. (laughs) We were talking about him not getting the ball on the perimeter or anytime because he's going to get fouled. Yeah. He apparently can't get the ball wide open on a on a on a layup, on a dunk, to put it back. So I think the thing for 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 Simmons is he's arrogant. He hasn't wanted to work on his shooting game. He felt like he hasn't has to. <coughs> he hasn't he, he, he hasn't needed to. And you want to know what the crazy part about all this shit is? Is that if he were to just fix shooting free throws, he's averaging twenty points a game. I don't even think he he doesn't even. Maybe not in Philadelphia because of the whole issue with clogging up the hole with Joel Embiid. But if he were to add just free throw shooting at 75% clip, he could go somewhere else in the league and still do his thing of just trying to get to the basket and getting fouled. He doesn't even have to shoot. But you can't shoot 30% from the line because then you're mortified and terrified to even go to the stripe. So you so you don't want to do anything. He literally <clears throat> is scared to touch the ball because he doesn't, doesn't want to end up at the free throw line. Yeah, and that, that was clear from that play on, was it Saturday or Sunday, uh, yeah. where he passed it up. He, he thought he was going to get fouled. Trey Young had turned around. He felt he was going to get fouled. He dumped it off immediately. And let me clarify on that. When I say I'm not out on Ben Simmons, I'm not out on him being an effective NBA player. I'm 100% out on him in this current situation in Philly where they're expecting him to be a point guard, to be a guy who handles the ball, but he has zero threat from offense. Like, I think if you reinvent him somewhere, he's young enough He's 24 years old, right? He's young enough and have has enough talent and does enough things well that somewhere else you can reinvent him. But when you're looking at him in Philly, where he is essentially the culmination of the process, right? All those years of losing, all those years of tanking, the two stars that you ended up with where were Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. When you put him in that lens and you put him on a point guard of a team with championship title aspirations, 100% I am out on Ben Simmons. He cannot play that role. He's not built for that role. You have to be somewhat of a threat on offense. We're not asking him to go out there and get you 25 or 30. But to your point, is it too much to ask to get 20? Like, is it too much to ask to get 20 on putbacks, on mid-ranges, on turnaround? Even if you don't want to shoot threes, I get it, right? I think a lot was made out of him not shooting threes, but you really wouldn't be saying too much about it if he was getting it in other ways. Because at the end of the day, he's a big guy, right? So they have other shooters on that roster that can fill that three-point shooting vote void but if you're not willing to take it to the cup you're fucking 610 great athlete right if you're not willing to take it to the cup if you're not willing to learn a mid-range like your point if you're not willing to get better at the free throw line i'm looking at his shot attempts per year i've never seen anything like this you're talking about a guy who's an all nba player who since his rookie year right and his four professional seasons every year his shot attempts have gone down as a rookie 12.3 second year 12.2 third year 11.4 this year 10.1, two less shots per game than when you were as a rookie, when your game's supposed to be expanding, where you're supposed to be adding new wrinkles to your game, right? Like we rag on Giannis for shooting threes and trying to do some things that he can't really do, but at least he tries them. At least he does them. And when it doesn't work, he pivots to something else. He's not getting rid of the ball and he struggles from the line too. So I think when you're looking at Simmons in this current role where you desperately need him to be more than a guy who gets you four points, 12 assists, and plays great defense. He just can't do it here in Philly. And now his teammates are out on him. His coach is out on him. The city is out on him. He's getting the Paul George from last year treatment, right? That's what this kind of reminded me of, like a guy just getting ripped apart. They let get up with Ben Simmons yesterday. 
get up. The NFL show essentially was leading with the Ben Simmons <laughs> talk. They brought Magic in to talk Ben Simmons. So, I mean, I think when it's out there like that, and clearly if it is a mental issue, this guy is already, I don't want to use the word fragile, but already, you know, is letting things get to him because he's scared to do what he doesn't do well. Yeah, you got to get him out of there, man. Like, and, and it just can't go down like that, man. Go down swinging. Like, that's my thing, man. Like, we love guys that are super confident. We love guys that, look, even if it's a bad shot, they're going to take it because they got the balls to do it. Simmons didn't even go down swinging. We're not sitting up here critiquing bad shots. We're not sitting up here critiquing percentages outside of the free throw line. He was three for three on the three shots he did take in the fourth quarter. So if anything, it's like, dog, just go to the cup. Do something. You cannot pass up wide open dunks. You can't, cannot he, put he, the entire offensive load on everybody else. But he can't go to the cup. And every time he gets the ball, they were following him. So he can't touch the ball. That's why he can't play. That's why he has to be on the bench. Give those minutes to someone else. Like, that's it. I understand he needs to he needs to guard Trey Young, and I understand that. But, man, he, he – listen. Do something. Do something. You can't – it's such a collapse from from Doc and and the whole organization. It's just a choke job, reality check, all that. This is what I this this all I have a quote here from the from the post game presser that I watched live, and this was Ben Simmons. You know, they were asking him about the game. You know, having a bad series, whatever. He they asked him about staying in Philly. He's like, yeah, I would love to stay in Philly. You know, I just had I love the fans. I just had a bad series. Um, and then during the post game presser. Uh, a reporter asked Simmons, why is, uh, why is performance in the playoffs always seems to drop? Simmons turned to the Sixers staff seated along next to him and said, how many assists do I have? And I saw him do this live. He, like, looked over, like, how many assists did I have? Uh, the answer was 13. He turned back to the Zoom and said, you know, I feel like I found my guys tonight, which I do in the regular season regardless. Uh, then he turned to the staffer again. He said, what did Trey shoot? Like, I'm playing D, too. Like, I'm getting my guys involved. I'm playing D. The answer was five for 23. Exactly. That's how he sees himself. Right. That tells you everything you need. That's how he sees himself. So he doesn't believe that it is his responsibility to score the basketball because he's saying, I'm an elite defender, facts, and I'm a great playmaker, facts. But they need more than that, dog. You're also the number two player on this team or a co-star or whatever you want to call it, right? Even if you're not an offensive guy, you need to go out there and try. Look at Draymond. Right, we clown Draymond too, but Draymond's gonna go out there and he's gonna shoot that thing. He might go one for seven from three point land, but that one three that he hit mattered, right? Like he's not unplayable. He is. You're right. He's unplayable. He was unplayable the last four games of that series. It's unplayable. Completely, completely. Unless, and that's why I say, if you're gonna take Ben Simmons, if you're a team and you're looking to get Ben Simmons, don't use him in that same role. Do not make him a point guard. Make him a power forward, right? Who is a defensive specialist that can also lead the break and has some great playmaking skills. But don't come over here and expect him to be a part of your offense as far as scoring because it's not what he's going to do. But how can, bigger, it's not what he wants to do. But how can you say that, you know, he's a playmaker? That's half his game, playmaking, yeah. the other half is defense, and then you want to put him at the four. How can he playmate from the well, four? Well, because this is leading into the conversation of where I think he's a good fit, and I think right. it has to be somewhere where you just don't need a scorer, a.k.a. the Portland Trailblazers. Like, I, I think that is the clearest move on the board. He does what they need, and he doesn't do what they don't need. They he don't needs, need any more scores. He needs he somewhere needs, where he, he can shoot the ball three times in a game, and it doesn't really matter because Dame is out there going for 50. But he needs to go somewhere where his skills 
are needed and Portland needs defenders. So I think that that would be a good move for him. And it'll just take all the pressure of scoring. He just can't be in a position where he is expected to score, especially when you're playing next to a big like Embiid, right? Like you are, yeah, it's not like he's playing with some point guard going out there getting 60. Yo, I I agree. He needs to go somewhere where there's a backcourt score. Yes. And he can focus on playing D. Lethal backcourt score. Yeah, and he can focus on playing D and I guess playmaking. But more yeah. playing, more playing defense. I guess at this point, that's what it, that's all it is. I mean, there's yeah. yeah. So the the but the problem is until he gets the the free throw thing fixed, he cannot touch it's the, the same ball. problem. He can't touch the rock. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he then it, it, that's why it's such a such a bad situation. Well, teams aren't going to hack him in the regular season like well, that. Though. It becomes a playoff issue. Yeah, then. yeah, for sure. Fuck the regular. We like yeah. that's what I'm saying. We're not even talking about this whole conversation from my end. I'm not even talking about the regular season. He's a regular season killer because mm. they're going to let him go to the rack and get nine layups every day. Because who cares? It's the regular season. You know what? You let know me what let me back this up. I don't want to seem like a Ben Simmons defender at this point in time. Fuck Ben Simmons. <laughs> that was the softest shit I've ever seen. And yeah, when I saw that he had three attempts in seven fourth quarters, it's it's baffling to me. It really is. Like it's it's baffling to me. And to have I didn't see that press conference. Now just seeing that it was like, what did Trey shoot? It's like yeah, yeah Trey shot five for twenty three, but guaranteed two out of those five that he hit were major shots down the bucket. And he at down. The, I'm sorry, down the stretch. And he kept pressing like he is supposed to do. I no, have no problem was, with those with that. There was a stretch in that in that game seven where he was an absolute zero on offense. They were playing four on five, and then he was coming down on D and switching off on Trey. It's yeah. like, bro, if you're not going to give me anything on, oh, better you better be. Up. I'm talking about you better be picking up fucking Trey from the uh, from oh, the baseline on the inbound. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Because if if you're not doing that and you're switching off and giving and giving. Trade a Curry, then you're a nothing out here. Yeah, a complete zero. So I thought the I because th- I, I agree with the Portland take. I think he would make an impact out there. And this was a trade I saw uh, Zach Noble, who a guy who we I follow, been on the show. Shout out Zach. He uh, he does like a bunch of trade trade like generators, trade machine stuff. And this was a and this was a trade. Oh my God, no. For for. What do you mean? Hold oh, on. For Dame Lillard. Oh, I thought, I, Lillard. I, didn't yeah. really, I, thought, I thought it was CJ McCollum up there. I'm yeah, like, yeah. If, I'm, if I'm Portland, I'm like, yes. So, Are you kidding me? For people listening on the screen, it's an awful I thing. have Dame going to Philly for George Hill, Ben Simmons, Maurice Tabuli, and uh, Tyrese Maxey. Matisse Tybal. Tybal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maurice Tybal. I'm tripping. Tabuli. <laughs> Tabuli. Yeah, Maurice Tybal. Tyrese Maxey, uh, Ben Simmons, George Hill, they go to port. Uh, they go to Portland for Dame Lillard coming to Philly. I mean, so here's the thing. So this trade, like, I, if I'm Portland, I would never. It, it would take a lot to move off of Dame Lillard. That's a hell of a haul because you're really you're oh, essentially and, and, you're, you're yo, one Joel Embiid injury away from having those three picks be lottery picks. By the way, yeah, and then three picks, uh, round one in 2021, 2027, 2027? and 2023. Yeah, I mean as a GM of the Blazers, you might not be around to see that 2027 pick, but you're really one Embiid injury away from that 2023 pick becoming a lottery pick, right? So yeah, I mean that I don't think that's the move they need to make. I think they need to move CJ out. So put CJ in there. Remove Tybal, remove 
Yo, and the, and the reason I butchered uh my guy T- Matisse's t- or Tybal's name is because he smacked uh Herder in the head on an abs one of the worst fouls I've that ever seen. That was a terrible foul. Yo, one of the worst fouls I've ever seen in yeah, a situation that like that. Awful foul. H- how can you hit him in the jumping, head like that? He was jumping from the side too. He just flew in there. Yeah, I don't know what time. Um, yeah, look, if this trade, if if this trade went through, I think that'd be yeah, that'd be a fun trade. I mean, look, if if Dame it, it makes leave, Portland a lot worse I mean, though. <laughs> is da- yeah, if Dame is gonna leave Portland, that's a like, bad. Yeah, I mean, that's a good is, rebuild trade for the Blazers. But if you're not gonna win any more ball games, no, you're not. Just because Dame wins you so many ball games, maybe, yeah. Maybe it, I mean, look. You keep CJ, you keep Norm, and then you get a perimeter defender. Two, well, you got you two, got one. You two, get, get Tybal is a fucking monster, no, no, and you get, yeah, yeah Tybal and two, Simmons. You get two perimeter defenders. Maxie's a good young player. George Hill is George Hill. We know the drill. Yeah, it's, and then you a, get the three it's picks. A, it's, it's an interesting deal because especially if Dame puts a little heat on it, like yeah, I would go to Philly. I, I mean, want Dame, out, and I yeah. want out, and I would go to Philly. Dame and Joel would be great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely right. I think the move is the CJ though. I mean, move CJ, CJ for Ben Simmons and some picks. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm not mad. At it's, that, a, it's, it's a perfect if move. Dame, if you can get Dame, you get Dame. Yeah, what for do you, sure. Before we move off of Philly, what do you think about the the takes that uh, the reason I, I heard a take that the reason Embiid is shooting threes is he, because he's forced to because you know. Yeah, I've I've heard that. Yeah, because of Ben Simmons and and you know the lane being clogged, he doesn't even want to shoot threes, but he feels like he has to just yeah. to kind of get the balance out there. Where somebody had said that that he like like that, that was the story essentially is he doesn't necessarily want to shoot threes, but he knows right. that Ben is not doing it. The lane's clogged. Ben's a zero, and he has to do a little bit more. Like yeah. I I did see somewhere that he would prefer to just be down low and just beating people up for forty minutes, which is really where he should be. Right. Um. That says a lot, man. I mean, that's that's putting a lot on Embiid. You're asking him to stretch it out, to move around a lot more, to do a lot more on a guy that already has some injury issues and a guy you're already expecting a huge load from on both sides of the floor. Like, yeah, he's making up for this guy. You could see it in that press conference, man. You you don't – even yeah, if you was, think he that – He was disgusted. He was disgusted. He's like, yo, my knee is fucked. My back is fucked. I've been hurt all playoffs. I've been hurt all year. And, like, you want to come out here and do this? Like, come on, man. Like, swallow your pride. Like, do something, bro. I can't be out here trying to do everything. Yeah. I'm out here breaking down, and you want to pass up wide-open uh, dunks in the fourth quarter of a game seven when we're trying to do something here. Like, 100%, man. Like, the disgust was clear. It any was thought, clear. Any thoughts on Doc before we before we change, before we pivot? Would you fire Doc? No. Why not? Um, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know what that solves. I think – you probably have more of a personnel issue than you have a coaching issue. Like, I don't know if there's any coach that's coming in there and making it work with those. If you have a guy that's just refusing to shoot, I don't know what coach is coming in there and fixing that. Yeah. Doc, because Doc did, and again, I don't want to talk all we can really judge them on, I guess, right now, whether that success would have been the regular season. He made them a better team. It's starting to become a track record that he he's blowing. He can't win any clip. He, he can't win any clinchers. Mm-hmm. Outside of Boston, he's done absolutely nothing when it got when it got to crunch time and big and big series. He at, at, in this in this series, first of all, you lose game one. Yeah, that's an issue at, at home. home. At you home. lose game one. That's an issue. You lose game seven at home. You lose game seven at home, 
And in between, you blow a double-digit lead in game three, and then the very next game, you blow a 26-point lead with three minutes left in the third quarter. Come on, dog. Yeah, We talked about game management with Doc as well. That has to be looked at. Yeah, I don't know if I'm firing him after this year, but his seat is hot going into next year. I just don't know. What are you going to do? I mean, that'd be the third coach in three years for this team. At some point, like, you got to give them some continuity, especially after how bad of a coach Brett Brown was. Like, I feel like Doc is not a bad coach. Yeah, like, you know, give him another year. You know what the best trait of a GM and a president in any sport is? Being proactive. Cutting your losses. Seeing the future. You might have got a lot of flack a year and a half ago for moving Ben Simmons. Tons. But it would have been the right move. These windows aren't long enough to, to, to try to hold on to guys and, 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 and hope that shit changes. That, that's the best trait of a, a, of a real GM, like a Bill well, Belichick. Well, good thing that you, their GM is the most impatient guy in the NBA. It's Daryl Morey, well, and yeah. that's what he does. And he just got there. So yeah, no, no, Nobody's better at, at saying this isn't working. I'm doing something different than Daryl Morey. Yeah. Say one year this isn't working. Like he will trade Simmons or Harris. That's for sure. I can tell you that. And let's and let's not let him off the hook either. J. Tob- Cole, Tobias, Tobias Harris. Yeah. Let's not let Jermaine off the hook uh, for his <laughs> atrocious performance. Because if you want to talk about a guy that is there for one reason and one reason only, it is yeah, Tobias Harris. You exist on this planet to score the basketball. You exist on this planet to um come up in big spots and kind of be that second scorer. And you want to talk about another guy who's there. We talk about Joel having to shoot threes to make up for Ben Simmons. That's the reason why they give Tobias Harris 30 to $35 million a year is because Simmons isn't a scorer. And I get it for the series. I think he averaged around 20 points a game. Not bad, but you talk about game. What was that game five? He had four points. He was two for 11. He didn't have any games of over 30 points in this series. He didn't explode at all. Even in game seven, he was eight for 24 in 45 minutes. So that's another guy you got to look at and be like, man, like outside of Joel Embiid and Seth Curry, like who really showed up for us in this series? Who was really carrying that load? Who really came to play? And he's another guy who, again, he can't be going eight for 24. He can't be just putting in 24 points in 45 minutes. If Ben Simmons is going to give you four points to buy a series, that's a lot of opportunity for you. You got to be going in there getting 30 because they're paying you 30 plus million dollars a year. So we're not going to let him get away with it either, right? Like, you look at that roster, there's enough talent there, and maybe this is an indictment on Doc. There's enough talent there that this shouldn't be the case. Tobias Harris looked great during the regular season. He looked like a number two scorer. He was their number two scorer. So for him to come in the playoffs, and in this series in particular, and lay an egg, right? And game five was the one where they where they uh, gave up that huge lead, right? Yeah, game five. Yeah, yeah. Tobias Harris was two for 11 in 38 minutes. With four points. So you didn't even get to the line. You hit two two-point shots in 38 minutes. And you're not out there playing D. That's for sure. You're not out there being a great rebounder. So what exactly are you doing? I, I, man, I, I think it, it's just you, sub, it's such an epic collapse between Doc, Tobias, Simmons. I, I think part of it can even land on Embiid for like some leadership no. type shit. No. Some communication type shit. Yeah, I think that's a, a very, 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 very small part of it. Obviously, I'm a big Embiid fan. I think he's I think he's a, a real true hooper. And I think he came in this year. And uh I think he came in this year 
I'm not giving Embiid any. I mean, Embiid totals 39, 40, 27, 17, 37, no, 22, I, 31. No, I get that. I, I understand that. I get that. But, um, hey, from everything I read in here, Ben Simmons walks around and says and does whatever the fuck he wants. And he's not backing anything up. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, a guy like so is that Embiid, the story? Is that the story on him that Ben Simmons is kind of an asshole? Or no, just, I mean, he's just, just like, I'm a number one pick. I, I do it. I'm an arrogant yeah. dude. I'm rookie of the year. I do what I want to do. I'm all NBA. But, like, no, man, that shit's starting to catch up where it's like, gonna, bro, you're not doing shit. I'm an Australian dude with a New York accent for some reason. Yeah, so I don't, <laughs> so I don't know, man. Well, and, well, well, you heard he's not going to play for it. So they said, and this was a quick story. I was just going to close Wendor, with that. From Windhorse, yeah. yeah. He's not going to play for the Australian national team this year. He's going to focus on getting better and working out and, and whatever that means. So there's something. Maybe maybe it did get to him. Maybe he's like, okay, maybe I need to humble myself. Because not playing for your national team in the Olympics, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, he's gonna leave. He's gonna leave it to Della Vadova and Patty Mills. <laughs> Do you think that uh, that's a bad move? Should he go get his mental right? Go get some love from the from the hometown? Nah, I think I think. Uh, I mean, it's his choice. Get in the gym and just stew on how. how. Yeah, it, it delays whatever it is that he feels he needs to do. So if he's sitting there and this is eating at him, he's like, no, I need to get in the gym. Then the thought of going to the Olympics, going through all that, and all that commitment getting in the way of your training is probably not what you want to do. So if he's serious about it, if he's going to lock himself in the gym and kind of do his thing, um, then, yeah, it makes sense. Or maybe he just wants to spend time with Kylie. Oh, no, that's Devin Booker. My that's bad. D-book. Don't disrespect yeah, yeah. D-book, my D-book, man. D-book, like and D-book took your chick and moved on to the conference finals. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, think, I think if he's actually going to lock himself in the gym and work on his game, for sure. It's not like – if he spent the summer – working on mid-range shooting and free throws, then for sure he could come back a more effective player. Like, you got to work on your game. I saw a quote yesterday that some uh, former exec or somebody was like, what has he gotten better at in four years? And I think that's a valid point. He's gotten better at defense. He's become an all-world defender. I'll give him that, right? But at the end of the day, man, we love defense. But, bro, you are there. You don't pay pay $35 million a year just to play D. You don't. So you need to start scoring. You need to be a threat offensively. You need to at least pose a threat offensively to where you're uh, not just a hack-a-shack or we're not going to guard you guys. All he has to do is shoot 75% from the free throw line. He doesn't even need to develop a jump shot. He could continue to go to the rack exclusively, but if he can't shoot any free throws, then it's a wrap. You're going to go to the line 15 times a game in the playoffs, and you're going to hit four of them, and it's an L coming. So that's it. Mentally, he needs to go recharge. I thought the Olympics might help with that. Go get around some some people that will show you mad love in Australia and and get your training in and try to rep your country. Man, get to but work. He doesn't want to be he doesn't want to be on TV fucking up anymore for more people to talk. He's mentally fried. His oh, you com- think the you think the you think the Olympics thing is a mental thing where he doesn't want to? He's hiding. He doesn't want to put any more basketball on film with what? He, yes. Yeah. What what else would it be? So you, you think can't, it's cap. You think you it's all cap. You can't, spun, it's spin. You can't work on your game and at the at the Olympics. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, dog. Of course. Of course he should be going. But yeah, I think he's just like, I don't think he wants to play basketball right now at all. Last thing right. he wants to do is be at the free throw line. And he would be at the free throw line in Tokyo. Like he doesn't not. I want to travel around and deal with that shit, man. That's that's what I think it is. But let's move off Ben Simmons before we could talk about this guy for three hours. Um, but shout out to Sixers for blowing my cash. 
uh, I believed, and it was a mistake. Shout out Trey Young, the Hawks. Um, well, can we give and let's 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 not just make this an entire Philly thing. Let's talk about Atlanta real quick. Yeah, like Nate McMillan, Trey Young, Kevin Herter. Um, I think it's first, a- off, first off. Let's talk about Nate McMillan real quick. Um, yeah. Obviously, Hawks come into the year, lot of expectation, made a ton of moves. Trey's expected to take a leap. They sign Bogdanovich, bring in Gallinari. You know, all these young players that they have, everybody's expecting to do well. They come out the season looking like absolute garbage, right? Yeah. Get to the break, fire their coach, bring in Nate McMillan, a professional head coach. We talk about this all the time, a professional head coach. I know Nate has had his issues along the way, but a professional head coach. Yeah. And they end up, I think, from the day that McMillan was hired through their end of the regular season, fourth best record in the NBA, and now they're in the conference finals. He's completely – um not fixed Trey because Trey's still the same player, but made whatever it is that Trey does into a winning style. Obviously, the rest of these guys believe in him and whatever it is that he's preaching to him. And he's got this team playing with so much confidence. Like at no point are they looking at themselves as a young team or a bunch of guys that have never been there or some some flash in the pan, you know, gimmicky squad. They truly believe they can go in there and win, right? They showed you that against New York. They showed you that against Philly. Um, I think they got a tall order in the Bucks. But again, man, this team's not, they're not going to lay down. And I think that that's directly related to Trey Young's confidence and what Nate McMillan's allowing them to do as a head coach. So coaching matters like that. All that stuff matters. If there's one person who'd be shaking through thinking uh, Nate McMillan needs to be the GM of the Hawks, that boy was definitely about to get fired if they didn't make that flip. The Philadelphia 76ers collapsed, though. I, w- I want that to be. Yeah, very, that's fine. Let's, I, want but, that, I want that to be very, very I think clear. we've established that, the but next, we can't. We, the we next. Can't, uh, the, excuse me, the Hawks played well, but Doc, if, if you go go look at Trey Young's numbers the last three games, they're fucking horrific. Go look at, pull them up. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like, if off the top of my head, the last three games, because I've been watching very closely, he is probably 15 of 70 or some crazy shit like that. You can't. You just keep shooting. You can't lose. You can't lose. But you can't lose that. You can't lose to the, that those games with the best player getting locked up and not doing anything. You're getting. You're getting fried by Herder. John, uh, John John Collins is is dunking on people, making T-shirts and shit. Well, John Collins is nice. John Collins is nice, but he's not. Come on, dog. Yeah. Like let's let, let's get real here. This was a collapse from Philly. Absolutely. Twenty twenty six point lead, three minutes left. But yeah, day. McMillan, professional. The Hawks have been playing really well. They believe that they can compete. Bogdanovich is hurt in game seven, Doc. Come on, bro. This is, this is, this is unbelievable shit. So salute the Hawks for sure, no doubt. And I'm biased because I had the bread on Philly. Do, but they have, do they have any chance of beating the Milwaukee Bucks? No, zero. <laughs> You think, the, you think the Bucks got over Zero. got over their shit? Yo, z- no, no. Or they're just a, so much trust, better of a ball club. I, I, I don't trust the Bucks. We're, if we're, the Hawks won this series, what would be your level of shock on one to ten? Ten. Really? Okay. Yes. So, okay, bro. They sh- they were getting ready to get run out the door by Philly, and Philly collapsed. Yeah. You don't I'm think talking that's about give them the confidence yo, to take in the Milwaukee. They the Haw- go back to the series. The Hawks won Game One. Very close game. They got beat up in game two. They were getting beat up in game three. 
They were up. They were down double digits. Uh, they were down double digits. Philly collapsed. The very next game, they're down twenty six with three minutes left in the third. They were getting run off the floor. Philly collapsed. Yeah, I turned that game off. Then they lose the game at home. The game you're supposed to, you have to win. Essentially, they can't go back to Philly and win, right? They go back to Philly and Philly fucking collapses again. Philly collapsed three times and it went seven games. I'm going to tell you, bro. There's one guy or there's look, Trey Young doesn't give a fuck who's in front of him. He's not scared. He doesn't give a fuck. Jay Rue Drew Holiday is going to give him a lot of issues. Sure. The Hawks are like the Hawks are like a uh Yeah, no. I, I don't even no, so you're at a, a ten, ten. You're at a ten Zero. level of excitement. I'd be at about a, or a level of shock. I'd be yeah. at like an eight. I'd, they, I'd just I'd just be at an eight. Stranger things have happened. I don't trust Chris Middleton. No. Has he shown that he could go crazy on you? Yes. I don't really trust him in huge spots. But he's going to be very cozy. They're going to be out in front. Well, they I think what they need to worry about is no one can guard Giannis on that roster. They don't have there's, anybody there's, there's that can stick. No, if if I'm if I'm Bud, it's it's the Giannis show. Yeah, Giannis should be averaging forty points a game in this series. Yeah, so there's, Capella doesn't want any part of that. Yeah, no, Gall- Gallo, man. whoever they put on him, there's nobody that there's nobody who's going to be able to guard him. And I'm going to tell you this: I think a big part of that'll help uh, Milwaukee too is Giannis will be able to help with this lob defense. Yeah. Once Trey got by people, which he did all the time, with all the ease, time, and they kept picking he, up, they kept picking him up, they kept picking him up. <laughs> they, they tried to like get in, they tried yeah. to get up into him, and it's like, dog, and he just too, ran right by you. Yeah. yeah, he's too fast for that, right? So it's just I, like when remember when Tibbs subbed in Nick, 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 Nick Yeah, yeah that's what like, Trey just ran right by him. I was like, what are you no, doing? No, come on, man. I'm trying like, to chest up with me out here. Yeah, like, are exactly, you serious? exactly. So, yeah, man, I don't, I don't see them doing doing too too much against Milwaukee. I think that's a very good matchup for the for Milwaukee. And if Connaughton can keep shooting it a little bit like he has been, yeah, I don't I don't like the matchup for the Hawks. I'd be I'd be very, very shocked. Are your Trey they went to the finals. Is is Trey Young now in that level where we're no longer questioning him after this series, regardless what happens after these playoffs, is Trey Young in that that stratosphere? Uh, what stratosphere? The stratosphere of we're not we're not questioning if you can win with Trey Young and all the same questions that we had earlier in the year. Like, is that over with? Are we, can we close the book on that, or is the jury still out? I think the I think the I think the jury is I think the jury is still out. Can you? It's tough to say you can't win with him because you just won with him. You just got you're, to the playoffs, the conference finals. He just won two series, right? You could play with him. Um, I think this series is going to be a, a very eye opener for a lot of people that think the Hawks are are. I think this is, they've pushed it as absolutely far as they can go. The Knicks were a, a very flawed basketball team in a lot of different ways. No scores. <laughs> yeah, they they beat those guys up. This whole shit with Philly is mind boggling. But they go to seven and they get that. This Hawks team, they are this Bucks team. They're getting ready to play. I think it'll be an eye opener for sure. Yeah. Um. And Milwaukee's got to be, I mean, yeah, Milwaukee's got to be like, look, this is our shot. This is our shot. Next year, the, the big three in Brooklyn is back. You know what I mean? Who knows what Philly's going to look like? Who knows yeah. what Boston's going to look like? Who knows what some of these other teams are going to look like once they get healthy? Like, this is one. This is like, like that Toronto year. This is 100% our chance to win a championship. 
Dog, if you were going to tell me, if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan, that there's going to be no LeBron, no Dame, no Kevin Durant, no Curry, no Kyrie. <laughs> and, you no, get Trey, and you get Trey Young in the conference no, finals. And you, get Trey Young, you better fucking go to the you finals. Better, you better win, yeah. You better go to the finals. And, the, and, the other, and on the other side, you're, you're waiting for you is either an ACL-less um, Clippers. Clippers, ACL-less Kawhi Leonard Clippers, or a very inexperienced, great, but inexperienced uh, Phoenix team. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, they have to get to the finals at the very least. Oh, if he doesn't get rip. to the final, Bud is fired. If they lose game one, I'd fire Bud. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I fire him regardless. To be honest with you, Yo, they yeah. win. They win the championship. I might move off Bud. I no, might have to move no, off him. Yeah. No, okay. yo, no, no funny shit because <laughs> you're not gonna be. And I know that sounds crazy, but you're not gonna be in a position like you said with Kevin Durant and these boys out, LeBron out of the picture, like. This is a this is a crazy window to win a title for Yeah, them. for sure. So, yeah. All right, let's move off of uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go to the West side. We could talk D-Book. We could talk Phoenix. We could talk the Clippers. Had to highlight Devin Booker because he's been going crazy. All playoffs. And the shit he did in game one at home, Western Conference Finals. To go pick up a triple-double on the first game without having Chris Paul running the show was beyond impressive to me. He had the 40-point triple-double. He's boarding. He's doing everything they need to do. And uh, I'm just very impressed, man. I, I I can't get over the leaps, you know, he's came with. I've always been on Devin Booker. I've been on Devin Booker for years, purely off just watching him play pure fucking Hooper, pure Hooper. Any way you like it on offense, he can get it for you. A pure two guard in every sense. Nick used to hate on him because he didn't get wins, but I didn't hate on him. I hate on the perception of him around the league. It's a little different there. Like you, 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 you've what, turned what, this, you've turned what, this into like Nick hated Devin Booker. I no, hated the perception of him around but the, the perception league. Hasn't and I really, changed. and what, I really hated what I hated what, was, was what I re- what I hated was it's like oh Devin Booker scored seventy. It's like did you watch that game? He had seventy in a yeah, box, and they lost. And be, the, the entire fourth quarter, they were just throwing the ball to Devin Booker so he could go for seventy. I mean, do you, you feel like that? It. Do you feel like that about Russell Westbrook's triple doubles? Uh, I think Russell I mean, Westbrook. No, I think Russell Westbrook's triple doubles have almost been devalued by by people out there, and it's not like he's not in the playoffs every no, single no, year. No, no, I'm talking so. about when he first when he first did it. The ball hit the rim. Motherfuckers were clearing out of the way. Stephen Adams. Oh, was, oh, you mean oh when they were moving him right? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, for sure. So yeah, like, they were clearly. So like, they were clearly. I mean, they were clearly. Um, that's the same thing that was happening yeah. with Devin Booker. Whatever. These are those yeah, are regardless, It doesn't matter. Listen. But for you to say the the perception was of Devin, the perception was correct. Right? The perception hasn't changed. I just feel like he was anointed before his numbers led to anything. But let's not, let's not, look, I've, I've made my point clear. I've turned around on it all <laughs> year. All year I've been giving Devin Booker his flowers and I'm going to continue to do so. And the one thing that I love about Booker, um, and it seems like this is a league problem. If you're one of these two guards, or if you're a perimeter player that can get to your spots, and if your spot happens to be mid-range, like, Devin Booker is a great three-point shooter, right? Like, he hits the three. But if you really look at it, he does the Kawhi thing of, I am going to absolutely kill you from the mid-range because defenses in today's NBA, they don't know how to guard these guys that can pull up from mid-range. These guys, he does the same thing that uh, that Kawhi does. He runs to the right side, pulls up from mid-range, and you can't do anything about it. And he's so confident getting to that spot. He's so comfortable getting to that spot, whether it's on a fast break, 
whether it's coming off of a screen, whether he just dribbles there from the perimeter, whatever it might be, he's so confident in doing that, and he was killing them with that in game run. There was like six or seven mid-range shots that he pulled up, and you're just like, this is cash every single time. It's yeah. just like Kawhi. It's a little bit different looking. Obviously, he's a little bit more prettier than Kawhi's it's flatline smooth. shit. It's smoother, yeah. But it's the same thing. These guys that can get to their spot in the mid-range and pull up, like same with Chris Paul. It's the Chris Paul. Chris Paul making a, a living off that. It's the Tony Parker. It's like, yo, this is where we're going to go because you're not set up to defend it. And he's able to exploit that. Um, the confidence that he's playing with, the look in his eyes, man, how he rolls up to the stadium in old schools. Like this guy, Bro. this guy is there. He's 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 the anti-Ben Simmons in the fact that he wants to show up. No wonder Kylie chose him. Anti-Ben Simmons. He wants to show up. <laughs> he wants to put the points up. He he's carries lost. himself like a champ. Even though they didn't have Chris Paul in game one, he goes in there and says, guys, I got this. You know, I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to do my Chris Paul impersonation. You're so right. He's 100% locked in. And you've been saying it all year. I've been there with you. Phoenix knows exactly what they want to do, even without Chris Paul on the floor. Hey. This is what we are going to do every single game. Aiden's going to get you 20, right? Whether it's rolling to the rim or put himself in the right position and playing great defense. Book's going to carry us with the 25 to 30. And if CP3 is there, he's going to close out the games for us. That's it. Every single possession. They know what they want to do. They know what they want to do every possession. Yeah. It's not, yo. And Get my boy Monty as coach of the year, by the way. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. You want to take it from Tibbs, G? Yeah. I mean, I, love, I mean, Tibbs did a lot. But it's just like when you watch that team play, and I, I know we've given Chris Paul a lot of credit. But, like, yo, a lot of that is Monty Williams. Like, that team, it, game one. With no Chris Paul, that's Monty getting you ready. Say, hey, guys, Chris isn't here. We're still going to do our thing. I don't care right. if I'm starting campaign. I don't care who it is. Right. This is a this was the clip after game one of Devin Booker. And this is all I want to touch on this on the other side of this video. Uh, Devin Booker FaceTiming Chris Paul after game one. And Aiden, Aiden is talking about how he was dropping off dimes. Listen for Devin Booker's comments at the very end of the video. Hey, bro. He said, I got to worry. At the end of the video, he goes, he's talking to Chris. He's like, I got to worry about getting motherfuckers involved, man. That's not my job. And that's a perfect thing for him to say. Because like you said, every game, they know what they're going to do. Everybody's, everybody's role is defined. A hundred percent. I, De- I, Devin Booker, get baskets. Yep. Chris, I, Chris Paul, run the show, distribute. Hey, I worry about the pace of the game, when we need to push, when we don't need to push. Aiden, rim I, runs. Andre, I play with high-level, high-IQ basketball players. If I put myself in the right position, I'm going to get it. Mikel Bridges runs the floor. Love plays, Mikel Bridges. No, love, plays, love him coming out. Like Plays yeah. D, shoots the three. And then boss man's the enforcer. Yeah, Jay Crowder. And, yeah. yeah, boss man 99, Jay Crowder's the Dario enforcer. Dario had a good game the other day. Like, oh. he's setting screens. Dario Sarache, I come in, I set hard screens. Like, that's what I do. I come in, I set hard screens that free up Devin Booker. I'm a great screen setter. Like, that's that's a, that's a thing right there. Like, when you take a guy like Sarich and you say, hey, look, man, this is what you do. When you go in there, you free up Devin Booker. You free up Chris Paul. You free up boss man 99. You know what I mean? Like, that's what you do. That is 100% role-defining. And another thing that hasn't been talked about too much is this team is a is 
a, a real team. They're playing together. They like yeah. each other. They, they want to go out other. there and win. They they know what to do with the ball, who should get it, who shouldn't. No one's looking for extra shots. No one's complaining. No one's scared. Yeah. Campaign's not scared of shit. Not Mikkel, at all. Mikel Bridges isn't scared. These guys not aren't scared. scared. And that goes to Monty Williams. That goes to Chris Paul, no doubt. I think that's an underrated thing in the, the, last, the last four squads left. Like, say what you want, man. Say what you want about the Nets and, and, and all that. But they just got together. Yeah. They're still that, – that shit matters. That chemistry shit matters. And uh, I know it's Chris Paul's first first year out there, but the rest of those guys have been together. Well, Booker, so, Bridges, and Aiden, this is, you know, year two, yeah. year three of those guys playing together. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, man, shout out. And then uh, you bring in guys like Crowder who who just instantly are able to go into any team and just fit in, right? Like, talk yeah. about a guy who knows his role overall in the NBA. It's like, yeah. hey, if you bring me to your roster, this is yeah. why I'm here, right? Saw it in Miami. You saw it in Dallas back in the day. Like, that's what Jay Crowder does. That's why Jay Crowder will earn infinite amount of money playing NBA basketball for a very long time because teams know they bring him in. He knows why he's there. He's not going to try to do something or be something that he's not. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out him, man. I mean, like, I, I yeah, I, th- this Phoenix team is incredibly impressive. Um, and I think they are going to represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. And I think they have a legitimate chance to win it. I mean, we – Obviously, they have a legitimate chance to win the title. Yeah, I think it's Phoenix Bucks as well. I think that'll be interesting. Man, I just give me more D book on the wing. I, yeah. I'll watch that the rest of the conference finals, the rest of the finals, all that. So, salute Phoenix. I do want to close out. Hey, real shit. The Clippers. Um, is Kawhi? Oh, is there any status on Kawhi? Do no, we even know any, what injury he actually, had? Is like, why are they not telling us? Let's actually I think he talk, tore his ACL. Let's actually talk about that. I don't think he tore his ACL because I think that would come out because he would have to be he'd, – he'd be prepping for surgery and all that stuff. Who's he going to tell? Um, yeah, but I, I, I've never seen a guy get away with being this cryptic about every single thing that he does. It, it should be common knowledge to everyone what type of injury this dude's working with. Yeah. Where's the MRI results? Like, have they got an MRI? Has, is anyone going to tell? Like, it, it, it's kind of crazy, bro. Um, I think he's done for the. I think he's done for the playoffs. I don't think you will see Kawhi Leonard again this year. Yeah, it's it seems that way, but it's and also it, it's crazy too because like, can you imagine if he tore his ACL? Like, when did that happen? Like, well, he's he, been was it hurt. In the game was he, it a, was it in practice? Was he's it been like, kind of limpy all playoffs? But yeah, it's like yo, we should at least like I've seen the play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kawhi's type but, of dude. He tears his ACL. Has no reaction. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he just finishes the game. He's like, I think it's torn. I think I think I tore my ACL. <laughs> 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 so yeah, man, I think it's interesting. I think uh, this game too. Is that tonight or tomorrow? They play tonight. Tonight, eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah. So honestly, tonight, no Chris Paul tonight either. Yeah, no Chris Paul. We know that. Again, man. what is this protocol? Does he have COVID or is he just in this protocol? Because I don't get it. No, I think he had he has COVID or he had, does have COVID. He had okay. it when it came out, and I thought from he had my, the vax. From my, he did. Or he does. He did. He does have it. Uh, vax is cap. So yeah, five percent, five percent chance. Yeah, he got the, no, he had that Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he had, but <laughs> he had it and got it initially. From my understanding, there was a fourteen day period where you had to sit out, but I think that maybe changed if you have the vaccine. So maybe you need two negative tests or whatever it is, but man, hopefully he'll get he'll be able to get back soon. Yeah, um, for sure. 
I think this game is really interesting tonight because I also think the Clippers played really well in game one. I think they kept up with them quite a bit. I think Devin just started going a little too crazy, but they couldn't keep up. Yep. But uh, the line tonight's five and a half. I think that's an interesting number. I'd have a hard time giving that up. if I was That's a, a lot of points. If I was a Suns fan, I'd have a hard time giving up five and a half points. That's so, a lot of points. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um it valley. should be a good game, man. Uh, Reggie Jackson is a different guy all of a sudden. Paul George has been playing well. So, hey, wait, real quick though, you yeah. and I both lived in the Phoenix area for yeah. several years. Yeah, have you ever heard of it referred to as the Valley? Uh, yeah, Valley of the Sun. Okay, that's why it's called. That's, okay. that's why I'm okay. calling it the Valley. I was gonna say I don't. I've never. I mean, the whole time I was the desert, but not the Valley. But yeah, Valley of the Sun. I I I don't I. I don't know about the valley. There's one, the valley. When I say I'm in the valley, I'm talking that's about California. California, yeah. In, in, inland California. Inland California is yeah, the valley. That's yeah. the valley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what I was thinking. I'm not, not, not Phoenix, but shout out Phoenix, man. Valley of the Sun is, is. I got to get back out there. I haven't been out there since 2009. Bro, let me know. What? Yeah, I haven't been out since I left. Dog, let me know whenever you're ready, bro. We could go out there. Life, I got life got real quick there. for me when I got back. So yeah, I got to get back out there, man. Oh, yeah. I no, still know several individuals. There's some food spots I got to hit up. Yeah. Yeah. No, we could definitely. It's, it's gonna, it, dog. It's it'll look way different than what you remember. Yeah, I know. Funny I know campus looks completely different. Yeah, the, the whole everything, the whole town around it, Scottsdale, it's all built up. Tempe. It's all. It's just. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Shout out Old Town Scottsdale, man. Cut my yeah. teeth over there. Shout out Charles Barkley made it. Yep. Barkley made it what it is. All right, let's get out of here. I do want to get your final thoughts on uh, the Nets. We know what Durant did. That's one of the yeah. the most ridiculous stretch of performances I've seen in a long time. Um, very much put the franchise on your back. I'll do whatever I got to do for us to win ball games. No nonsense. No bullshit. In the first game press conference, I don't want to hear it. We lost. Durant showed you why he's known as one of the best scorers of all time. And, and let me give something real quick on this. Yeah. Can we stop? Like, yo, I get like, I don't know, man. I heard I was I had magic on first take yesterday and on get up and he and, and just some of this direct conversation is very odd for a 32 year old player. Where it's like, oh, yeah, Durant showed you guys who he was now. Is this a legacy thing for Durant and all that? And it's just like, I get what you're trying to say. But it's also like, yo, where the fuck have y'all been for the man. past 12 years? Yeah. Like, it's like, hey, did he take the torch from LeBron James as the best player? Like, this is Kevin Durant's league for the next four years. I'm like, what are we talking about here? This guy's like a 12-time NBA All-Star, 10-time yeah. All-NBA, league MVP, has won championship rings. Like, I don't – I don't. again, like, I know even we talked Finals about it last MVPs, week. Like, yeah. we haven't seen him on, like, a, on a single situation where it's just him. But, like, I'm not, like, rewriting the book on Kevin Durant. Like, he showed me something that I didn't know about him. Like let's let's stop all the cap on the Durant legacy talk and is no. it his league and is he the best player in the world right now? Like we've been there. If I'm anything, gonna... I give him the credit for coming back from the Achilles and the injuries and all that. But like this whole like we just realized or we must have forgot. Or it's just like where have y'all been? Yeah, no, I agree with you. But I'm gonna tell you this, and, and I would be I, I I think I'd have to call cap on you if you told me you knew he had a a fifty a fifty eighteen and ten game in him. I did by himself. I didn't know that. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know that he would go out there by himself because let's be honest. We, we, I know he's one of the best scorers ever. He's been that for a decade plus. Yeah. 
But hey, we let's let's keep it one hundred. When he was in Golden State, he's not seeing no doubles because he couldn't. We know that. We know that whole story and that whole dynamic. I did not know that he would be able to come into a game where he was a little. He's, he's essentially playing with Jeff Green, Joe Harris, Uncle, a, Jeff, a, 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 Uncle Jeff, a washed Blake Griffin, and be able to come out and 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 I, I, can he go for fifty? Yeah, for sure. Could he board? Cool. I didn't know he had 10 dimes. You're impressed with I'm, 10 dimes. I'm, in, I'm very impressed with the 10 dimes. So, yes. but yeah, I feel you. It's like, what are y'all? Y'all seem so shocked. Like, so shocked. It's just like, oh, we, we need to have this the LeBron, <laughs> Grant versus LeBron conversation. I'm like, didn't we have this already? Yeah. Did, nah. Didn't we, before the Warriors thing, weren't we having Durant versus LeBron conversations? Like, wasn't that the whole thing? Like, I get the, I think what happened is the Warriors thing just came out of nowhere. And it just like flipped everybody's mind about what had happened prior to the Warriors, right? Yeah. And I get it. It was such like a long period of Warriorsness and yeah. Warriors versus Cavs that maybe it made y'all forget about Durant, even though he was on the Warriors. Right. But like, what what are we talking about here? Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't need to like reevaluate how I see Kevin Durant or where I rank him in my top players based off one or two games. Like, I'm already there. Like, I, I think he's the best offense, most complete offensive player we've ever seen as far as like. I, I, I use the NBA 2K analogy. Remember when you were a kid, you create a player, you would create seven foot shooting guards that can shoot from anywhere. Yeah. You would create Kevin Durant. He is the creative player. Like he, he is the most, the best offensive player we've probably ever seen as far as the complete package. He's just been in situations where he doesn't necessarily, he's never had to be the lone wolf. Like that's, that's what we hadn't seen, but it's not like he couldn't do it and we shouldn't be shocked that he came through. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Durant's a monster. Give me, give me, uh, obviously Durant, just like Embiid, can't really take any blame yeah. for, for the, for losing the series. Where can you throw some shade on the Nets? Is it just an injury thing? Or, it's an injury or thing, it, man. Yeah. I mean, if they're I, healthy, it, 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 it's, if it's they're healthy, net. it's a mute point. Like, yeah, I think that, and that's what everybody has to be worried about next year. When this team comes back healthy next year, they're going to be a problem. And they're going to be a problem until the three of those guys aren't playing together. Health is the biggest thing that's gotten in the way, right? And the thing is, Harden has traditionally been a healthy player. So I don't expect these injuries to keep up. Kyrie's always hurt. So who knows what's going to happen with him? He's always hurt, always doing something different. But if they have two out of three guys that are at 100% or 90-plus percent, you're not beating this team. So I don't think there's anybody to blame for it other than the injury bug. Like, I wasn't watching that game like, oh, man, Steve Nash really needs to do this. He only had seven guys he could play. He played his starters. Then he played uh, Bruce Brown and fucking um, – Shout out uh, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, got a, Bruce Brown got a fan in me. Yeah, Landry Shamit. Yeah, Bruce Brown earned himself a couple more years in the league. Uh, and Landry Shamit. After that, he couldn't really play anybody. So, I mean, I think he was just kind of left to what he had. And it was like, we're either going to win on the back of Kevin Durant or not. And it just in the end, it wasn't enough. And you're playing against a Milwaukee team that was fucking loaded. Like, we talked a lot of shit about Milwaukee, but that team is absolutely loaded. And they just had more guys down the stretch that could do what they need to do. Jay Rue was cold for most of the game, but he starts hitting shots down the stretch. I mean, that's their third guy, uh, right? We, we've been, dude, we've, look, let's be, uh, let's yeah. be honest. We've been saying Milwaukee's got a good-ass team all year. Great team. I think it, it's very it gets very suspect coming down the stretch again. Yeah. That's where yeah. we got to see, especially as these lights get brighter. Yeah, Light, get, lights only getting brighter for Chris Middleton and Giannis at the line and all that shit. So well, play like you played the last three games, right? Like that's what they need to do. Giannis stopped shooting threes. He went back to going to the cup. 
Middleton was more assertive and, and saying, hey, I, I'm, I'm truly like the guy who needs to be taking these type of shots and go from that way. What you don't need is Giannis settling, trying to be KD, trying to be James Harden. Like, no, be fucking Giannis. Be the Greek freak. If you're Budenholzer, set up the, the offense that it goes that way, kind of remove it from his hands a bit and kind of go from there. So, like, yeah, I mean, I'll give I'll, that's the first Mike Budenholzer adjustment I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but <laughs> no, you know, I don't you think there's anybody to blame on this Nets loss. Let me I, ask I, you this. I blame, I'm shocked they went seven. I mean, not shocked, but like the fact that they went seven games tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, let me ask you this. Any any <sighs> you got now you get a whole offseason with, with Brooklyn and the and, yeah. all, and the big three and all that. What would you what would you add? What would you what would you remove? A big do they got Dinwiddie coming back? Dinwiddie acted up. Oh, did he? Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, a big. That's what they need to yeah, do. If you're Dinwiddie, you're like, uh, I mean, I want to come back and win a title, but I also want to get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And go somewhere where I can play. But yeah, he's he's declined his twelve million dollar option, and he'll get a lot more than that. Coming to um, Chicago. Yeah, he's been here before. Yeah. Um, add a big. That's what they need. They just need they need a big. Just someone a big that you can play down the stretch. Not DeAndre Jordan. Not Nick Claxton. Um, shout out Claxton. He tried his best. He actually had a solid, solid little series. But get a big that you can trust. That's it. Outside of that, it doesn't really matter. And then role players. I mean, you know, search the scrap heap for role players. Tell some veterans that might be, you know, hey, you want to come win a championship? Come here. Go get Do that thing. Yeah, go get Boss Man 99. Any of those guys. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, go get, get like Crowder. I know Dragic could be out of Miami. He'd be a good player for them. Like that type of guy. Like, you know, um, but really, yeah, just think, a big – as far as your starting lineup, get a big and then just get competent role players who you know will step up. Get yourself get, an Austin Rivers. Healthy. You know what I mean? Those type guys. Hey, speaking of Austin Rivers, you put Austin Rivers on Philly, they they beat the Hawks in that series. Yeah, for sure, because he doesn't uh, give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. He's I don't playing, give a he, fuck. <laughs> he gives you the dummy. And he's over there playing with his dad and his brother-in-law. He's like, yo, well, my guys are here. Like, yeah. Right. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Shout out Jim so. Nation in the comments. He said Simmons to the Laker rumors. He said mm-hmm. Lakers might. He said Lakers might as well change their shit to L.A. Clutch Sports. What would he? Yeah, I mean, who would the Lakers have no assets to get Ben Simmons at all? You might not need very many. You need. I mean, what are they gonna trade for, hey. for KCP? Hey, you might not need very many. Clutch for Clutch Something. trade. You might. <laughs> hey, Rich. Rich calls KCP. Hey, Contavious, man, it's time to go to Philly. Time to go to Philly <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> you got your ring. You know what I mean? Like, go to Philly, dog. You're, that's where you're going. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it has to go. I, I mean, if you're Philly, I would not salary dump Ben Simmons. Like, I, I, let's stop the cap on that. I'm not salary dumping Ben Simmons. I, I would be. I'm. I'm really interested to see what the market for this guy's going to be. Well, it's not going to be as strong as it would have been twelve I'm months ago. Tell you this: if I'm the I'm the GM on the other line, how, how are you going to sell this guy to me? How do you sell him to me? I don't know how you sell him to me. Or I'm selling you on the fact, like, look, you guys know you can't win with him, so. <clears throat> I think if you're them, yeah, you get get that, back that, guys. That, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. If yeah. I'm not, if Maury's calling me, I'm like, bro, what are you getting ready to say to me? That how are you going to sell me this guy? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not losing this trade. I'm going to make sure we come out on top of this trade. Trade him for a real point guard. You got to sell me this dude, and he, you got to sell me his game and his thirty mil. Well, and how's he going to feel getting traded too? Is he going to be so fragile that he's you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, imagine bro. if he gets traded to somewhere where he not necessarily an ideal, like what Minnesota or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know how you sell me that, dude. I don't. I, I don't know, man. Fucking, maybe he goes out to Golden State. That'd be kind of crazy. 
him and, you can't play him and Draymond together. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I was just thinking about the perimeter shit. I don't know, man. That's an interesting situation. Plus, Draymond ain't going for that shit. He's like, you need to shoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dray- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond might not go for that. I think you got to go somewhere. I mean, yeah, maybe like I guess if if Philly wanted to take back like Wiseman, but you already got Embiid, so I mean, right? Like, no, really yeah, no, you got to keep Wiseman, twenty year old center. Like, yeah, you don't, yeah, got to keep Wiseman. Well, they're talking about they might they they could be looking to move Wiseman. Actually, I think if you're if you're Golden State, you don't necessarily need to keep Wiseman. He's probably your most attractive piece. That you have, you're really saying, "Hey, we want to compete for another title in this window." Oh, like the next couple of years, you're saying? yeah. You probably move James Wiseman for what though? Another big? Uh, somebody who's who you trust in, down a playoff run. I mean, you, yeah. All somebody I, you're not trying to develop. I I could I just picture Steph at the crib, like man, just wait till Clay gets back. Just give yeah. me Clay. Just give me a healthy Clay, and we gonna make plenty of fucking noise i guess the other slide of that would be james wiseman's like 19 years old and why would you give up on him he could come back yeah. next year and be a fucking monster yeah. no and yeah. he's a, yeah and he can be a big when with when you got draymond that could deal with all the defensive portions of the shit right he could he could be down there you know getting better as a offensive big i mean they were playing javel mcgee 30 minutes during their nf then they're during their title run so you i guess wiseman could be the yeah. best the next version of that yeah right and it's like rim run block shots catch lobs Give me a and give me a healthy clay that can that is one of the best defenders in the league, bar none on the perimeter, and he's one of the best shooters ever. So hey, let me before we get out on this, can I yeah. is there any I know we're all excited for Clay to come back, but no one seemed to talk about the fact that he has missed two years of NBA basketball and like what kind of effect that might have. I mean, two years plus the pandemic time, like so it's really like two and a half years. Two full almost, ones. Yeah, two full calendar years, like 760 days type shit. Yeah. Um, 730 days. So, yeah. like, let's just make sure he's all good, man. Like, I mean, he's a rhythm player, and he's had no rhythm in two years. I'm not worried about Clay. All right. I I, I don't think he Say doesn't less. Have, he doesn't have <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about handling a rock. Yeah. He's gonna come down and play D. So he's gonna as, come as, down as long as his wrist is fine. He's good to yeah, go. Yeah. 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 Um. <laughs> Well, defensively yeah, well, though, he's the coming off. Thing, of, yeah. He's coming off of Achilles and the ACL, right? Yep. Yeah, those are two tough injuries. But how old is Clay? I mean, he he could be effective on the affected on the defensive end more than I guess offensively because he just doesn't. But he moves so well with the ball, though. Oh, he's he's filthy. So we'll see. I hope <laughs> yeah. he gets back and he's Gucci. But uh, all right, man. Let's close the show on Carl Nassib. Comes out yesterday uh, with a video. Comes out of the closet, quote unquote, says that, uh, you know, I just wanted to let you drop in and let you guys know that I'm gay. Uh, and then he, you know, he shows love to his friends, family, go Raiders, the whole deal. Um, he's now the only openly gay man in the NFL currently. It's a big play. Salute to Carl. The biggest thing that I took out of what he said was, I hope we get to a point where we don't have to have these like announcements. And I was like, yeah, bro, like, facts. It's not like I don't have to, like, put out a statement to explain, like, my sexuality and, and you know, and who and, and that I'm gay. Like, I don't need to make a video in the park just to get it off my chest. It, it, it needs to – I'm looking forward to the days where it becomes a lot more – it's not that big of a deal because it's not. You know what I'm saying? So, salute Carl Nassib. Yeah. 
Definitely, hundred percent. Salute Carl Nassib. I agree with all that. Um, you know, I think uh, <clears throat> I don't think it's it's I don't think it's going to be a big like how do you even say this? I don't think it's going to be a big deal in the locker room at all because if you've ever heard any former players talk, these guys have all played with gay teammates before. Teammates who were openly gay in the locker room, but not necessarily coming out and in making street, a statement. Yeah. yeah. So anybody who's like, oh, I was just going to go over in the locker room, it's like, look, man, these guys are. 25, 30 years old. They've been around plenty of gay people, played with gay teammates. I think it was Barkley who's like, I played with seven or eight different gay guys when I was playing. So definitely a big step as far as making the announcement and all that. But yeah, I mean, we we should just be getting to a point where it's not even a thing um, at this point in time. Because honestly, like who I still think they the the LGBT community needs a big time, big time dog to do it. Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) I think it would help. Then it would help the cause tremendously, because a casual yeah. doesn't know who Carl Nassib is. No, I actually when I saw the announcement, I didn't even realize he was still in the league. I just remember yeah. from Hard Knocks. Yeah, yeah, good, uh, dog, good, good defensive lineman was a captain for the Bucks for a few years. Like he's a good player, but he's on the tail end, and he's not a dog. Like he's casual NFL fan wouldn't know who he is. Wouldn't right? know who he is. Yeah. Um, it needs to be like a quarterback or somebody like. It that. needs to be a big dog. That's already, you know, big social media following, big platform. Some some type of big dog would really would really lift it up and I think make a lot more people in the league that are gay because there has to be other players comfortable to 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 kind of come out. But or yeah, don't. Man, if you don't want to, you don't have to. That's the other yeah. thing, man. Like, don't feel pressured to, right? Like, but, it's, it's, but why? But why would you not? Why would you ever not come out? Like. That's who you are. That's you as a person. Yeah, but straight that, people don't walk around like, "Hey, I'm straight." Just want everybody to know. Well, because like, that's, yeah, it's no, just... because that's the that's the norm. That's the you know what I'm saying. That's that's societal norm is to be heterosexual. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I just I, I just don't feel like uh, I just don't want that. I don't feel like what's the right way to say this? Like he opened the door, but I don't feel like everybody should feel compelled to necessarily walk through it. Like this was his choice. Yeah, of course. Um, and you know. Yeah, but I, I think, think if anything, it should just make. If anything, you put a face of an active player. As far as just there is now an active gay NFL player. If you are another gay NFL player, I guess you might feel a little bit more comfortable starting to quote unquote live your. I hate that that phrase, live your truth or whatever the fuck. Um, but you know, do you? If you feel comfortable coming out, go ahead. If you don't, don't. It's up to you. Do what you do. What makes you happy? Yeah, exactly. I At think the end of the day, do what makes you that's happy. What it is. Yeah. That's what it but is. shout out to him, man. Definitely takes a lot of courage um and all that so i i I'm, i appreciate uh i appreciate what he did yeah shout out carl nastib that's the show for today june 22nd summer's here it's officially summer on the calendar fourth of july is coming up Yo, i'm having a fourth of july party at the crib man holler at me if you're in the city man we're about to we're about to we're about to send it up um but you for, go ahead. what go ahead yeah you know no no, no, no. I I know you, offline offline we'll talk about you're not coming. So it's all good. Don't no, worry. No, man, that's a chance. That's a shot. Yeah, it's not. He's not coming. Things, things are changing. <laughs> so for Big Nick the Click, I am your host, Sean Little Man. Make sure you subscribe. Drop a rating. That really helps. Of course, five star. We're the best podcast you ever listened to. You know the deal. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Subscribe. I'm gonna try to drop some more content here coming in the next couple weeks during the week outside of just the weekly pod. Make sure you tap in with us. No catch up. Sports talk, bitch. Chicago. We out here.